Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, this time after another Mavericks victory, their fourth straight, a 120-112 win against the Portland Trail Blazers in Dallas Friday night. Uh, Kirk Henderson is joining me. and um, Kirk, I just, I'll throw it right off to you. You wrote the recap, so you have a lot of fresh thoughts, but... Um, you know, give me your your biggest takeaway from tonight. My biggest takeaway from the night was I really liked uh, how Tim Hardaway Jr. played. The guy scored 29 points on 16 shots. It, it's really incredible. I, I kind of jokingly keep saying that, you know, we might have to start referring to it as the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade at some point. But the, the turnaround for him in terms of just how we view him as a player is really spectacular. Uh, he's obviously the third most important Mav, but in a game like tonight where there's no Porzingis for the 10th straight game, you see just how valuable his offense is. You know, Dallas, Luca had 35, 8, and 7, but he was guarded fairly interestingly by Portland where they kind of took him out of place. He was only 4 of 11 from inside the three-point line. So they really needed, really, really needed Hardaway shooting. So that was kind of the main thing that I'm taking away from the game. The second thing that I really enjoyed seeing was the the fourth quarter offense with the starters essentially began around the eight-minute mark. And I want to say it was around the five-minute mark. They ran three or two or three possessions in a row where Luca was off ball. Seth Curry and Maxi Kleba uh, ran high screen and rolls, and they got great looks that all went down. And it really seemed to the Blazers were not ready for it. They were essentially looking for Luca to get the ball in every possession, and that sort of shakeup was pretty important for the Mavericks to uh, to to end up walking away with the victory. Yeah, and to follow up your point on Hardaway Jr. since he's returned from his injury, a little over fifteen points, forty seven percent from the field, thirty nine percent from three. Uh, it's pretty remarkable since he's been a starter how he's basically like what me and you ranted about over the summer he's basically filling the role of that theoretical free agent that we wanted the Mavericks to sign like he's doing just about all the things that we wanted them to do in the offseason you know just in terms of being a a guy who can spot up and and be a release valve for Luca in terms of uh being able to hit shots and and finish possessions when when Luca's creating and then yeah I I really enjoyed that that fourth quarter offense as well in terms of seeing Luca without the ball a little bit I think it's really important that this is a wrinkle for them because I really just don't think Luca can just keep being like a 38 usage rating player like all for you know, 80 games a year, like it, that just seems, you know, not uh, sustainable, especially in crunch time when defenses can kind of sit on it and, and make the Mavericks offense a little more predictable. So that, so that was cool. I mean, Lucas, he's six, seven and can pass. And like, that's really a deadly combination. If you play him a little more off ball, you know, I'd love to see him set some more screens, uh, you know, and, and, and see where they can go from there. But that was, yeah, you're, I agree with you. That was a nice little wrinkle. Yeah. And the Luca, you know, Luca scored five points to essentially seal the game. Uh, it was one, one, six, no, one, four, one, 15, one Oh nine, basically from the three minute mark to about the minute 20 mark when Luca drove and got a layup, which was huge. And then the next possession, he finally got a, a, cl- a, a late in the fourth quarter three to go. And so, you know, having him shoot like six times in the final six minutes of a game is just is never palatable for a guy that wants to pass the ball like he does. So I do hope we continue to see some kind of 
more creativity from from the Mavericks in that regard. Um, you know, the pivoting to the stuff that were probably a little bit frustrating was, you know, the the Maverick rim defense was bad. Their defense was pretty bad. However, they chased Portland off the three point line pretty well after the first quarter. And if you're not going to have Porzingis in the game, that's essentially what you're going to seed. And how good, you know, Damian Lillard is from three, you'd you'd rather have him taking not threes. And they missed just enough um, from from inside the arc to where, you know, it was a bend but don't break situation. Obviously, the Mavericks offense is more important. The defense was pretty, pretty horrendous. But to a certain extent, I think that was that that's essentially the gamble that the Mavericks are going with until they can get Porzingis back. Does that make sense or am I kind of talking out of my rear? No, no, it makes sense. I mean, you would it sounds a little counterintuitive if you don't have KP to try to funnel, you know, funnel in ball handlers into like Dwight Powell. Uh, but, you know, you'd rather, li- you know, you'd still rather live with the results of a, of a scrambling kind of defense. And you still had Maxi who had three blocks uh, to try to give you something at the rim. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're, you know, they're just a little, it's just tough. It's easy for them to get bullied, but you'd rather that than, how many times have we seen small guards go hit like five or six or seven or eight threes against them? You know, you don't want to give them like that Kemba Walker game that he had a, a little bit ago. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You, you chase them off, you know, hopefully you don't let them be too comfortable. There's only so much you can do with Lillard and this roster, you know, the Mavs really, you know, who would you even say is like a guy that you could reliably count on to guard Lillard on this roster? It's maybe DeLon Wright and Finney Smith. And, and even for, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah, tough. They were, they were pretty rough, both of them. Both of them were on defense, and and that's because Damian Lillard is an excellent basketball player. But I will say this is a little in the weeds, and we might might be something kind of worth talking about down the road. They were, you know, Finney Smith was chasing Lillard over screens, and as much as I don't like the drop coverage from the big man, he he and the the Mavericks offense were chasing him hard enough to where he was, you know, going inside. He, he, he I was kind of surprised he didn't shoot more threes with, with some of the looks that he was getting. Um, I don't know. It, it worked. You know, Lillard's good. <laughs> the fact that CJ McCollum was out was, was probably the difference in this game if we're being yeah, honest, that's, but that's huge. Yeah. I'll take um, the victory. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw, you know, they didn't do it a lot, but they definitely, you know, Powell and uh, Kleba a couple of times. They definitely, they definitely came out onto the ball handler a little bit more than I think they normally do. Uh, didn't see like a ton of hard traps, but, you know, definitely some really hard hedges and then recoveries. And when you've got bigs like Powell and Kleba who are fast on their feet, you know, that's something that you can take advantage of a little bit more than maybe a Porzingis who you'd rather keep, you know, in the paint. So that's something I hope they kind of experiment with more for as long as Porzingis is out, like, you know, I've said this a lot with Powell. Like you're just, if you're going to play the same defense you play, like with Porzingis with Powell, like you're just asking yourself to get roasted. Like you, Powell is is quick on his feet and has quick hands. Like just get him out there near the three point line, causing havoc. Because if you're just going to let him drop back, you, you know you're not doing anything. You're not doing him a favor. You're not doing the team a favor. Obviously, you can't play like that a whole game because NBA teams are too good to to pass through double teams and stuff like that. But that you know that was a nice little wrinkle and. uh yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm just happy with the win. That was 
<laughs> I feel like every game the Mavericks win without Porzingis, I don't really care how it happens or or who it's against. Like they just got to bank as many of these wins as they can before he gets back and he's uh, he's right again. Yep, yep. Um, they play the Clippers on Tuesday. We got a three day break, which is you know probably much needed. A few of the Mavericks just have looked a little tired. Not having Porzingis is really it, it's just taxing. It's taxing for all these guys. This team yep. is constructed a certain way, and anytime you don't have a a key rotation player it's just going to start to wear on guys over time and big yep. picture the Mavericks have weathered it pretty well yeah I think so too uh you can't really ask for for much more than you know they've got four in a row they're I think they're either I think they're plus two you know in the win column like overall like two games over 500 since Przingis got hurt which is which is good because when he's hurt you know you look at the roster it's like basically the 30-30 win team from last year for the most part uh, so I'll take, you know, I'll take them, but, uh, otherwise I, this sounds weird. And I think the last thing I want to say about this game is, uh, I feel like I've seen this Maverick, this exact script of a game for the Mavericks, like 90% of their games this year in terms of really wobbly defensive start offense looks pretty good through three quarters, gets a little shaky in the fourth, but then they manage to hold on to the win. Like, Man, how many times can you say that's happened for them this season? But so it kind of makes it hard for me to talk about because I feel like I've seen this game like a dozen times in the last four weeks. Yep, yep. Um, but otherwise, I guess is there anything you wanted to add before we get out of here? I think we can we can wrap this up pretty quickly. But anything else you wanted to no, get out I'm there? Good. I'm All right. Good. Excellent. Well, we'll get out of your hair. Uh, everyone enjoy their weekends. Uh, the Mavericks play again Tuesday. In Dallas against Los Angeles Clippers, just a bear of a matchup. We'll see if Perzingis is back with the three-day uh, rest. Hopefully, uh, he can make a return. If not, uh, it'll still be a pretty tough challenge. It'll be either me me and Kirk or, or another combination coming to you after that game Tuesday night. So thanks for listening. This is Mavs Moneyball After Dark, and we'll see you Tuesday night.